0: And welcome along to You Have Been Watching, the podcast that invites different guests each episode to choose some of their favourite telly shows. They'll be asked to pick four separate shows from each of our categories and a couple of bonus choices as well. Why? Because they've won our made-up competition to spend a weekend away at a luxurious travel lodge in the heart of Preston. Joining me as ever for this television adventure is Luke Bateman, a man who's never been in a fist fight but has been upended by a border collie. And straggling along at Sloth's. Speed is my best mate and arch-nemesis,
1: Elliot Williams, a man who can't kick a football to save his life, bounce a basketball to weave past a foe, or catch a cricket ball to crush an opponent, but is inexplicably the Tiger Woods of the crazy golf scene. Who knew?
0: That I am, sir, that I
1: am. You're very good at crazy golf.
0: I am good, are I? I have to say,
1: you did it with a friend of ours recently, and I believe you smashed him, for want of a better word.
0: I smash everyone at crazy golf. I don't know why. I can't play normal golf, but I smash every Tom, Dick and Sally at crazy golf. I'm good at really weird things, things that you wouldn't expect me to be good at. I'm good at crazy golf. I'm also brilliant at Kaplunk. Are you? I'm pretty good at drawing a perfect circle and hoisting (laughs) a main brace. (laughs) Weird little things I'm good at. That's good. You're good with a compass, are you? Uh, uh, What's that? A compass, you know, for drawing... The hoist in the main break was a joke. No,
1: no, for drawing... I'm not talking about pirates. For drawing a perfect circle, you know, you use a compass, right?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Freehand, mate. Really? I'm good freehand. That's the, that's the joy. Really? Anyone can draw it with a compass. Oh, yeah, but that's that's, that's, that's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the joy. Wow. That's why I get employed on a continual basis. Yeah,
1: for graphic design teams.
0: <laughs> graphic design teams? No, that is
1: pretty good, to be fair. I did not even know how to play Kaplunk.
0: Good, good luck to you. It's the one where you take the little pins out and the ball's fall. Oh, yeah.
1: It's kind of like Jenga, but with balls and sticks. Yeah, it's yeah. the
0: reverse of Pop-Up Pirate.
1: Yes, it is. I've never played Kaplunk. I'll play with you one day. Well, you have to go easy on me. I have you know, got it. If you don't mind. You haven't got it. I have got it. Where do you practice?
0: Well, the old Kaplunk Centre. <laughs> when, when I have played it in the past, I'm pretty nifty. <laughs> I, I'm nifty with a pin. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's very good. I can't pick a lock. Good. Do you want
1: to hear when I was upended by a border collie? <laughs> Got we got time. We've got time. Well, I was just in a park minding my own business and a border collie came about 40 miles an hour um, from behind me and took my legs away. But you've got a border collie. No, I haven't. I've got a Cocker Spaniel. What's the difference? Well, different breeds of dog, you idiot.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that really seriously hurt. Oh. Well, imagine that. And,
0: and you've got a long way to fall.
1: Yeah, it, well, I was winded and uh, you know, really, really hurt me. You're six foot 12, so you're pretty tall. <laughs>
0: a parrot once shat on my arm. Really? Yeah.
1: Where? At a bird sanctuary. Uh, Hull. Really? Yeah. What they fly free in Hull, do they? <laughs> City <of laughs> no, culture. And it let was something in the parrots. Park. Out.
0: We got John Robertson on the show today, uh, host and creator of The Dark Room, a
1: fringe hit. He's an Australian comic,
0: columnist and lots of other things that you'll hear in a big long list in a moment. I am in awe and wonder of how much high energy that fella had. he just done a massive stream the night before as well. Probably didn't get to sleep until about 3, 4am. And we were up quite early to do that. And his energy levels were through the roof.
1: Yeah, this is one where we lose complete control and he just goes on rants and rants and rants. It was a hell of a slog to edit because he's so funny and amusing and you don't want to leave anything out. But he just goes forever and some of it... He's quite sweary, I've got to warn viewers. He is quite sweary and we've left basically all of it in, so enjoy it it's very very funny as we
0: say it's a family show but you can say fuck (laughs) yeah but no i'm in awe and wonder at the energy this fella has so let's have a listen block your ears and have a cracking great time it is john robertson's episode of you have been watching So here on You Have Been Watching, we imagine that our special guest has won a weekend away in a hotel room in Preston where all they can do is lie back and watch telly. They'll be choosing four of their favourite ever TV shows and we'll be hearing why they've chosen them and what it means to them. At the end, we'll also ask them which television personality they want to spend their weekend with and what they'd like to eat. Our competition winner today is John Robertson. Born in
1: Perth, Australia on 12th of June 1985, presumably conceived around 12th of September 1984, John is an improviser, comedian, columnist, satirist, author, and self-titled troublemaker, famous for his madcap and multimedia imagination. John moved to the UK in 2002, and in 2012, an interactive YouTube game he created called The Dark Room went viral, amassing over 4 million views. It was then decided he could make The Dark Room into an interactive live comedy show for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. After the success that saw the show become an internationally recognised cult hit, the video game service Steam then picked up the format for The Dark Room and developed it into a proper video game. In 2014, he became a guest contributor and then full-time presenter on TV review show Video Game Nation, where he was wildly received. During the pandemic, John found a new avenue to channel his comedy on Twitch, the world's leading live stream platform for gaming, arts, music and comedy, initially performing once a week as Monday Night Robo, before accepting multiple nights a week after that, John Robertson really is sitting in a disappointingly well-lit room, ready to be welcomed onto the show. Welcome, John. How are you? Any discrepancies? Are you well? Hey,
2: man. No, I'm. I'm great. I, I wish to um, clarify for your, um, please, for your listeners that that was not a press release that we sent. Um, I was, <laughs> I was delighted to hear a, a great number of things. I particularly, um, no, like. Oh, thank you very much. It's very complimentary. I like the um, the discovery that I've lived in the UK for 18 years is going to really baffle the Home Office. Um, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as it did me, I I was quite worried. where where did all that sunburn I got for all that time come from? Um, oh, no, that's cool. I, I, yeah, thank you. Look, I'm, I'm not even going to clarify more. when it was I got here. That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> I'm really happy. I wish I'd been here since 2002. That would have been amazing. My God.
1: <laughs> um, so we've seen The Dark Room. Uh, we saw it at Fringe about three years ago, probably. Uh, we loved it. Um, it, it. It was terrific. We were, we were kind of tense, scared, um, frightened, um, mainly of you um who Good. you play the guardian don't you that's the character yeah. that's the name other national newspapers are available but that's what he's called and um could you explain um for anyone that doesn't know what the dark room is which is arguably i would say that the thing that you're most famous for right now <laughs> um i would say it's a kind of multimedia audience participation co- comedy game show kind of thing what what do yeah. you tell
2: people in a nutshell because i know you're asked a lot. Well- Well, that is from our press release. Oh right, there you go. Uh, Yes, (laughs) yes, that's what we call it too. It's a, um, it's the world's only live-action video game. It's a parody of uh, 1980s retro text adventures. Um, The lights go down. I appear suddenly. I speak like this, and then uh, four options appear on the screen around me. You awake to find yourself in a dark room, and then people pick options and then die brutally and are given pieces of shit. just as prizes uh yeah it, it speaks to the just the beautiful uh daftness of the uk that um that's uh that's provided a living in this country that's, <laughs> i did um... say we
0: were scared you can see why we were petrified we were front row as yeah, well i know <laughs> yeah, i could only would... <laughs> pray for my voice to go that low one day when it finally breaks <laughs> um, oh mate no, no, like,
2: i i adore that it's it's it, like any anytime I'm here, I'm always like, "This is wonderful." If I if I pulled this shit in Australia, I would either be thumped or ignored, you know. Like, okay. but here people just sort of go, "Why that? that strange man's doing a thing?" Oh, good on him. Let's look at this. Ah, oh, it's a lovely. It's lovely. There's um there's it's a lot more um it's it's very odd, but it's um for a culture that's apparently meant to be repressed you do have a lot more tolerance for weird shit. But then I say that, and then I'm aware that Japan exists where it's like work till you die. Incidentally, we're now going to watch a video of somebody just putting a lot of greased cactuses just up their ass while a model laughs and whips them. Anyway, it's a game show for some reason. So um, and a bloody good yeah. one at that. <laughs> oh, amazing. I, mean, I love cactus ass thrust thrust. Great show. Cactus ass thrust thrust Christmas challenge.
0: So good. <laughs> um, We, as we say, we, we saw the dart room with our friend, Bob and
1: whose he... real name is Alfred.
0: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I've got no idea. He's in my phone
1: as Bob slash Alfred. Okay.
0: (laughs) And you gave him, he won one of your prizes and you gave him uh, a tub of Lurpak. And I think actually, I I think it was fucking empty. I think there was nothing in it. I think it was empty. Is that right? (laughs) How do you decide what the price? I think there was also a stool that day.
2: Well, if this was up at Fringe, I would have found the stool on the street A lot of traffic cones go missing during Edinburgh Fringe. I caused that. So yeah, and the lure pack um, was this a couple of years ago?
1: Yeah, probably about three years ago, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, okay. The lure pack was empty because I had smeared myself with it during a late night show. (laughs) of course, of
0: course. That makes uh, sense now. That's
2: what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I still had the packet. Yeah, but I couldn't give him the grease.
1: The kind of powerpoint presentation whatever it is that you do it on in which you create all the different million variations and slides of where the game can go how long does that take to to do and presumably you've added to it over the years of doing it oh
2: oh fuck yeah i've added to it um i used to change it every couple of months or so just add some things and that that could take anywhere from if i wanted to remap the whole thing that could take days and days and days or you know it could take a few minutes as you just fuck around a bit you know that sort of thing like somebody said something funny at that show so you go and you add a little thing there and then maybe and and that's that's a nice thing cuz like we get a lot of repeat customers so when they suddenly go holy wait a minute that's a, that screens me fuck you know like oh he's i'm being mocked like there's a there's a child who screamed at me um that he wanted context for what was going on and just like a small overtly bright boy you know when you know when when the the brain is very large and the um you know many a reference book has been read and the child screams a word and the diction's too good right it's one of those things that i haven't yet learned how to just make words seem comfortable in the mouth and this child's context context so we added a screen where um you yeah it's it's you're asked what's in your inventory and context is in there and uh if you select context you want some context you're in a dark room and the game just starts again one thing is because i because i took darker into twitch uh i and i do the show twice a week um, I've had to change it a whole bunch of times. And I've, <laughs> let's let's put it this way. Jesus, fuck, I get a lot done in the two hours before the show goes up. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like when we did the 48-hour uh, stream, uh, I went from using the map that we normally use, which has like 21 options that'll take you to the end. And like, uh, I think by that point, it was um, about 680 options uh, that were just, you know, for color and fun and to kind of distract you and all of that. I have a feeling we got up to about a thousand for the 48 hour stream. Now, when I do the show, we're using about four or five different maps. So, yeah, it, it'd be up to maybe about 1,500 screens now.
0: That is exceptional. That's so much Thank hard you. work. Oh, uh, it's I mean...
2: Well, it's fun. Yeah, I get to do a lot of different characters now. I dress as a cat a lot. That's oh, do you? That's,
0: that's a new one. Yeah, it's
2: fun. I got to... oh, Jesus. Yeah. I... <laughs> look, don't, oh, look, mate, I'll. Yeah, let let's put it this way. I've I've got the Twitch streamers disease, which is how are you? I talk about myself six days a week. Right, I'll just keep doing it because I think it's very interesting, and so do the people who watch. You know, they, they love it. They absolutely
0: love well, it. They're
2: they're wonderful people. <laughs> you know, they're wonderful people. I wish there
0: were more. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, but it is so hard to get a ticket to your show especially in Edinburgh when you're doing them live uh, and with any <laughs> cult hits uh, that must come with with cult fans I mean they I bet you've had some people. crazy They're things they call incredible. themselves is it Darren's isn't it along with the Darren's, show Darren's yes you must yes. have some obsessors like people who've got like a tattoo of you on their net or just have like so much merchandise you must think oh <laughs> Christ what have I created
2: there's exactly one guy who's got a tattoo. <laughs> Um,
0: <laughs> is it on his neck? That's pretty accurate. No, no,
2: it. no, it's on his arm. It's and he's on here his tonight. arm. I know it's on his arm. I know it's on his arm because I was there. He has the darkroom logo uh, tattooed on his forearm and my signature tattooed underneath that. Wow. And oh, he, he's a great boy. He's a great boy. Like when you consider that, um, I think I think oh, Rich Wilson was telling me that um, a psychologist did a study into acts going to the Edinburgh Fringe and figured out that the physical trauma that we put ourselves through at that show is like going through a car accident of medium size in terms of its emotional and physical, you know, pain. And I'll tell you, you show up to Edinburgh Fringe and there's that, you know, you've wagered pretty much your house and whether or not you can do everything. And if on the first day a guy rings you up and goes, Hey, do you want to come down to the tattoo shop? I'm getting a tattoo of your work. Jesus, that cheers you the fuck up. That was the start of last year. That was brilliant. Um, Man got a tattoo. We sold out the whole run. I had a wonderful time. You can't. And oh, and in the middle of it, my bloody book came out. So, like, you can't ask for better than that. You know, yeah, just now, he fantastic. didn't get the book tattooed on him, though. He doesn't have enough skin. But he. <laughs> He's a small oh,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, well, he
2: is. He is. And the book's <laughs> fucking 300 pages long.
1: Jesus. <laughs> and how long do you think that you'll continue to do The Dark Room? I know you've done it for a number of years now. And also, have you got any more things on your uh, agenda that you want to do?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll um I'll keep doing The Dark Room because it just keeps growing and it keeps, you know, just expanding. Like last night we got um Twitch UK front page and suddenly you've just got a stack of people going, the fuck is this? And the nice thing about the phrase, the fuck is this, is that's not a, oh, I don't, I don't like this or, or, oh, I've seen this. It's I'm confused and amazed, you know, (laughs) or just, or disgusted or horrified, but you know, people follow, they want to see more. And, um, yeah, so I look, I'll just, I will, I will probably keep doing that show until I'm physically unable to do it. You know, it's jumping around, look, let's put it this way. It's jumping around in big boots and a corset. It's everything my father feared that I'd grow up to do. (laughs) And, um you know it's a it's a wonderful thing without having to learn how to sing and do cabaret so yeah
0: (laughs) it says on your wikipedia page which we don't normally like to look at at all when we do our research
2: i'm glad you do we only just got that so Uh, thank you
0: (laughs) oh good uh it also says on wikipedia that you are a puppeteer and a ukulele player i mean is that true and if so do do you keep those skills up
2: yeah sure yeah i um i mean my pup my puppetry skills aren't great i was a kids puppeteer at a science center in australia pretty much i use that as an excuse um on stream just to make well known puppets fuck
0: not on the kids like, science show
2: <laughs> no fuck no you know i mean well, well why not they got to learn biology <laughs> you turn it on a bit le- you know like um yeah i i use this principally as an excuse i've got um some sooty and sweet puppets and
1: um oh, not sooty and sweet it's, yeah it's, see
2: and it works the same every time and everyone goes oh, sooty and sweep and then they just really slowly turn to each other and just kiss and you make sweep honk you know nim, nim. and then you just sort of have him just start uh, start thrusting repeatedly into sooty and then you just make him squeak faster and faster and faster and it's just a great thing to do and we've got um i can show you sue is here as well she normally oh, yeah. comes it's along quite mesmerizing to
1: see. Yeah.
2: well it's a lovely thing to do because sue normally comes along and goes oh boys you know and then we'll just turn around and just sort of fuck my face, and it's just That's lovely. Nice. That is nice. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't find them yesterday. We had the other beeper today, we aren't we? front page. So I made do with Elmo and Cookie Monster. Oh wow! Which, I was just doing, like Cookie, Cookie. <laughs> that tickles. You this know, is worse for a... the
1: listeners to just hear rather than... it's even worse on audio. Let them. Not yeah. Elmo. The, the, the innocence oh, well, what, what, Tickle Tickled Elmo. Elmo. <laughs> and the ukulele playing as well. Do you yeah, know, yeah please, well, please, well, I don't gonna... want to know what you do with the ukulele, John. Well,
2: unfortunately, I play it. It's a nice thing to do. Oh, lovely. You play the harp, thank you. you. (laughs) Don't play the harp. I used to pretend to play the Then What I do is I take this and I make it fuck a drum.
0: Oh, (laughs) I thought
2: that was coming, you know. Of
0: course. It has to be done. Okay. Well,
1: we will move on from fucking inanimate objects just for a moment. Um, you've mentioned Twitch. how dare you say Sooty
2: and Sweep are inanimate? What's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> um, you've mentioned Twitch already, but that's kind of a bit of a new home for you at the moment. Uh, you, you've really touched on this already, but you're enjoying it and you're enjoying making the constant content, and you're not finding that a struggle. You're actually finding that quite an enjoyable release, right?
2: Oh, it's a wonderful thing to do. It's um, yeah, it's really weird because you your sense of patience will change. You'll stop what you're doing and you'll have been pretty high energy and you'll be have been doing a lot of things and then you'll realize that the show went for four hours you know it, it, it's not like doing a live stage show for four hours because you, you think about it hamlet goes for four hours but this is you sitting down periodically going how are you what's going mean, well, to be fair i can do a pretty pretty this is this is this is me at my worst on Twitch uh is cuz it's any information people bring in and we've got a really supportive community and so it this is me continually responding to everything it's usually this hang on what happened jesus christ okay for, can we have a huge amount of love uh to this person oh my god they're dead oh that's <laughs> oh, i'm so that's so horrible hey thanks for subscribing fantastic okay <laughs> uh, so yeah and that, a that really bothers me but you um yeah you and like it i don't know look this will sound wanky as fuck but there's a much larger emotional spectrum that you deal with because think of it like at a comedy show if somebody were to go "Uh, actually i'm feeling a bit a bit sad my cat died in the middle of the show you would attack them right but this is a show where it's like there's room for everything there's room to sit there and discuss you know people's relationships with their parents and stuff and then there's room to attack people and there's room to play games and all this it's not it's not just me sitting around playing video games or anything you know it's like we do that too but yeah there's just all sorts of room like i, I think i mean i didn't used to do characters but now i've got like fucking 24 of the things i've got like this Sea of latex masks, which anyone who knows me won't be surprised by, but just like, um, just this, things like inventing a character called Super Genki Neko Kevin Chan, who is a <laughs> Australian man who thinks he's a schoolgirl who knows things about Japan, he can't speak Japanese, and it's it's just like he's because he's a parody of every weeaboo I've ever known. Because I've been a big anime fan since I was a well, since my whole life. And it's it's nice. He's got a good appreciative audience and people who hate him. We just inflicted him on the front page of UK Twitch last night, and that was great.
1: Well, that's nice. It sounds like a community in which a community chat in which you just happen to be the host, which actually sounds rather lovely. I want something that I think is off your Twitch um, that was now perhaps on YouTube, where you were just shaving off your beard for yes. ages and ages and ages, but people were loving it, and people watch that kind of thing, and that is yeah, the they level do. Of patience, uh, you're talking about.
2: Yeah, well, that's also um, that's also if you saw that on YouTube that would have had some music underneath it that's a remix uh, done by mills 2501 um, lovely person beautiful community member he- here's the difference right i shaved the beard off on camera because i had fucked up the beard trimming and the crowd are so invested in it's just like hey what are we doing today and you and it's just something that's really happening and it's just like great and yeah, so I mean, look, I'll tell you what, yeah, we got a show out of that. It was good fun. Can't do it every day. You know, I lack the hormones, but yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you're also the author, of course, of the book, uh, The Little Town of Marrowville, uh, which <laughs> is a darkly uh, comic adventure for kids and adults uh, alike. Was writing a book like that something that you had always dreamed of, something you'd always wanted to do?
2: Yeah, no, it really was. I um, I don't tend to, like, state my ambitions. Uh, I just like to do things and be pleasantly surprised. Um But yeah, I'd always hoped that I would get to write a a kid's novel. And I knew that if I did write a kid's novel, it was going to be a pretty rambunctious, funny, uh, anti-authoritarian thing uh, that would have a great deal of very amusing gore because children like that a lot. And... um, yeah, it was a real joy because Puffin. Um, well, they they were nice enough to approach me, and it was just like, oh, cool, you know. I was like, so it was one of those one of those really nice gifts of just like, this has been my secret wish since I was a boy. Oh, we're doing it, and then oh, we did it, and they were they were great too. Like they were just great people. Like every, everyone's got those collaborations that were just a nightmare, and Puffin was just the best. They were such just good and they would ring up they would ring up occasionally and they'd be so nice cuz they'd be like oh john you know like oh we see that this character is is wearing boots made from the skin of three little girls can you can you knock it down to 2 you know <laughs> they they were great
1: one of the other things you did during lockdown was also the sort of hashtag dialer roast thing where oh, people yeah. would request you to insult them um, massively on a video yeah. on youtube you're very very good at insults i think it's a mixture of not only your vocabulary but also your accent it's terrific it's one of the best accents in the world for insulting people i think um was that fun <laughs> presumably it was
2: oh it was, yeah that was that was great fun i might have um completely underestimated how difficult it is to research and then record um a stack of things i think i've got about 60 left to do i had a very good time with that that and it was really just yeah a fucking thrill yeah <laughs> I put on I put on my suit jacket. I carried on, you know, like bloody Don Rickles with an Australian accent. It felt good. It felt like going to work. It was nice.
1: Um do you get time to watch much TV, John? What's your relationship with TV?
2: I used to watch a fuck ton of television because when I was a kid, I I think I can't remember how old I was, but I got banned from watching TV until the weekends because I was just addicted to it. And um yeah, I used to I used to just love television. Like um, my wife and I had a In Australia, there was a a Monday night had a perfect seven hours of uninterrupted television. And that's not like. Yeah, that's how long we had electricity or reception for or anything. It was just like this unbroken chain of just brilliant shows, and in the middle of it was Grey's Anatomy that only she liked to watch. So then I would go and watch YouTube or something. You know, like I no, I love I love watching. Um, I love television, really do.
0: Oh, amazing! Well, let's get on to it because congratulations, sure. yeah. John let's Robertson. get on to television. <laughs>
2: cool. Better get in now. It's dying.
0: <laughs> it is dying. <laughs> You've won a luxury weekend break to the idyllic city. Of Preston, where you'll be spending all your time in the finest twin bedroom Preston's Travel Lodge has to offer. It's common knowledge, of course, there's little to do in Preston other than to sit in bed all day and watch television we hope you have a very pleasant stay so you're going to get four TV shows that you have to choose to take to Preston for a full weekend you have to watch those shows on repeat and you're going to take a guest and some snack items as well but we'll go on to them a little bit later your first TV show is a TV show that makes you think of your childhood what's it going to be?
2: oh let's take um if we're (laughs) if we're going to um if we're going to think of my childhood why don't we take um yeah, let, let's buddy take Star Trek The Next Generation. Let's take that one.
1: Uh, now, when we had Sean McLaughlin on the show, did he choose Star Trek The Next Generation as well? I, I don't know if he did. He, was he chose Starship Blattica? <laughs> what what's it called? Star Battle, Battle Star Trek. No, 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 that's, yeah, that's, its, right. name. that's... its
2: name. No, no, Starship Jurassica SG-1. <laughs> Great show. That's the one.
1: That's the one a
2: right? bunch of dinosaurs go through a portal, they end up in Egypt. Fuck, and half of them are androids. It's incredible.
1: I've been hashtag dialer roasted. (laughs) Yes. Right, so Star Star Trek. Where's my three quid? (laughs) So this is Star Wars in generations. Well done. This is fantastic. No, exactly
2: right. And indeed, too many generations do enjoy Star Wars. I've never in my life seen anything more tedious than grown men. And it's always the men being like, I didn't like the new Star Wars film. That's incredible. I don't think you like yourself. I think that's the issue. (laughs) Right, let's get get back to Star Wars. It, so, the, so the
0: next generation it's not the classic is it there's two separate ones and I've got to get it right isn't there
2: there's, there's five separate ones <laughs> oh, there oh no <laughs> now, there actually sorry six if you count the animated series and oh, you can were you everything counting that? I've just done
0: I wasn't what a lame right,
2: everything I've just done right is why I was bullied at school and I deserved it. And the thing is, even as I was doing it, I was like, yeah, because I thought to myself, oh, you know, maybe I should have said Astro Boy, maybe I should have said like um, the Ninja Turtles or something, because the things I actually watched as a kid, and then I'm like, no, 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 you started watching Next Generation when you were 10 and you were insufferable about it. I used to really like the the classic show, like, but the, the thing was, I liked it because my dad liked it. I'd probably seen two of the movies, which I don't know why I liked them. They were shit. It's almost like I was a nine year old with no sense of taste. But yeah, next next generation of the of the two that I just associate with my fucking childhood and really getting into, let's put it this way, right? If you were in a hotel room in Preston for two days, and you had to watch the original series of Star Trek. I'd
1: fucking kill myself. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Like you yeah, absolutely. Or more to the point, you'd better like the person you're with because Jesus Christ, you're not gonna be watching it. You know? <laughs> you're gonna be having a wonderful time and then looking up and occasionally going, Hey, while well, we fucked, they played the fight music. You know? Yeah. Is that the start is that the fight music to Star Trek? Yes, it is. We, it sounds we like we the can, that can. The, um that was my wedding waltz as well. We no it was at our wedding. Yes, it was. We had a sword fight to the Star Trek fight music. Wow, and then the Dead Kennedys Too Drunk to Fuck came on and we danced. And it was great. Is... We were also too drunk to fuck. I make no no claims about that. We, were, <laughs> Jesus, fuck, we were wrecked at the end of that. Um, You're right. Hey, this oversharing anyone. has become a habit. I
0: <laughs> was that oversharing? I love it. <laughs>
2: How's that oversharing? I mean, I'm literally going, we didn't fuck. How's that? That's not oversharing. That's literally nothing. This is brilliant. You know, I mean, it's not like I was like, and then I'll tell you what, okay? And then I pulled the arm back out and there was a brown ring around the top of the elbow. And that's how I knew I was now officially a cow doctor. You know? If you just
1: tuned so... in, we're on childhood option.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing I used to watch as a child in rural Australia. We just loved watching an ongoing videotape of my father, just slowly removing the heart of a cow, just through its ass, amazing. Just a big time. I don't know how he did that. He was a priest. A miracle. A miracle. And then he turned it into two loaves and fish and then shoved them back into the cat. A big time. Nah, but Star Trek With- Next Generation.
1: Oh, nice a- segue. <laughs>
2: yeah, good one. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's a show where there's enough episodes that are good that you could get through about two days. And yeah, it, it's just the thing like it's got, okay, th- this is this is something no one ever ever realises about Star Trek Next Generation is they're on this ship that's got this background hum. Right. The whole time, just this, right. It's actually relaxing as fuck. Like I used to wonder why when I used to watch it as a kid, I would go tired, but not bored. And I would kind of do something else and leave it on. And then like, you would look up and go, oh, I guess they solved that problem. (laughs) It's just, it's the most relaxing science fiction show there is. It's so relaxing. There's literally a fucking counselor who sits on the bridge to look after everyone's feelings. It's fucking brilliant. If I remember rightly, yeah. I think the
1: TARDIS in Doctor Who has a bit of that ambient hum as well. I think it's the yeah. same it's the same, it's from the same family of hums, isn't it? Yeah, that's quite nice. Yeah, very,
2: very much. Oh, I like the idea of a family of hums. I'm very excited. <laughs> and then that. yeah, if you're inside a starship, they put on some sort of fucking noise. Like the original series used to have this endless series of bleeps and bloops, which makes it really irritating. But like the next generation just has this lovely hmm. Like, like essentially like you're inside a wand massager, you know, like just a, just, and it's, yeah, look, it's a fun show. Patrick Stewart's deep resonant voice, most of the cast, like it's not that they can't act. It's just, they have this really limited emotional spectrum and that's perfect. And it's, I mean, it's charming. It's just a bunch of calm people in pyjamas standing around going, oh, there's a guy with a weird forehead. Oh, is that a problem? Oh, probably not. But it looks like it at the minute. We'll sort it out. And then at the end, oh, good, we're all friends. Yes, good, let's leave. Great, you know.
0: <laughs> well, let's move on to your second choice, uh, which is the TV show that gets you laughing. <laughs> That's a great
2: question. The uh, The show that gets me laughing uh probably probably the most is deadwood um i don't know i haven't oh no, i don't oh. either Thought, right? could you oh really them?
1: could you explain oh yeah 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 them, yeah. Like, what a,
2: what a treat. yeah what a yeah. treat absolutely um look deadwood um deadwood's a it, it was the first of the except for the sopranos it was like the first of the kind of premium modern drama right i think i think hbo might have put it on i don't i don't know but it's um it's set just in this frontier town in the in the old west and i think it's it's probably like the last of the frontier towns that's not incorporated into the us or where whatever it is by that point but um this show it's mostly about a saloon owner called al swearingen who is a monstrous cunt but in a sea of monstrous cunts he gr- you gradually come to like him the best and a guy called seth bullock who's um the the marshal down there and you you watch you watch as al gets gradually humanized and seth becomes increasingly psychotic as it goes on but and and just it, it's it's beautiful and it's all written in um this wonderful shakespearean dialogue but the the way that like okay let, let's put it this way it's beautiful and it's poetic and it's elegaic they also swear constantly and it's brutally violent and fun and it's fucking it's ian mcshane oh, as, as our swearinger Yeah, he's incredible, but it's like I remember we were watching it, and my sister-in-law was like, "That's Lovejoy. What's Lovejoy doing here?" You know. Then, well, it's just great. Like I ended up, I was such a fan of Deadwood that my wedding suit was our Swerengine suit.
0: Wow. we're piecing Wait, together your wedding slowly but surely <laughs> yeah
2: well it, t- it turns out a lot of the ideas i had for me wedding were just things i'd seen on television
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds actually
1: fantastic so it's all about an anti-hero obviously it's funny as well as being brutal the shakespeare oh, yeah. style to the
2: dialogue sounds mm. really interesting you'll laugh you'll cry and, and also sorry i've just remembered the um that that's the line of dialogue that i liked um in in this very tense scene in episode one where um, Al Swearingen goes to visit a sick child and uh, Calamity Jane, who's um, looking after the child, thinks he's there to kill the kid, just goes, I'm not scared of you. And Swearingen turns around and goes, sure you are. And that's It's just this beautiful shrug of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. And it was that moment going, yeah fuck i am too
0: <laughs> jesus let's move on to your first bonus choice which is the tv personality that you're going to take with you to preston for this weekend to watch these shows with
2: i am going to take Councillor deanna troy from star trek the next generation
1: <laughs> okay so could you describe what she looks like we may even maybe look her up so it's counselor diana troy was it
2: deanna troy deanna, deanna, deanna sorry, troy like deanna. The, um, the half Beta Zoid empath. I'm going to take Counselor Diana Troy with me. Um, counselor Diana Troy was my childhood crush uh, when I used to like Star Trek: The Next Generation. But I've also realised over the years uh, would just be very good company. She's an empath. She knows exactly how you feel at any time. She's a trained counselor, so she cares about how you feel. She enjoys uh, chocolate cake and chocolate ice cream. She has, over the years, commanded the ship being, um, being controlled by psychics from a different planet. Just all this sorts of stuff. And, um, yeah, when she says, I feel nothing, that doesn't mean that the uh, relationship is over. It just means that you're about to be attacked by something. That's usually the sign. She is also a um, a small black-haired woman uh, who looks remarkably like my wife. What a surprise! <laughs> the wedding has come back again. It's worked out fine.
0: <laughs> this is very meta. How do you think she'd feel about watching herself on television?
2: I think she would ask me how I felt about it because she's a counsellor. <laughs>
1: yeah, but true. also, of course, this is the character and not the woman that played her. So it is very meta. We've never had this before, actually. This is oh no, you absolutely have
2: to have the character. I mean, Marina Certis, uh, the actor, seems like a very nice person, but. I mean let, let's put it this way I, I I have a feeling that a Star Trek actor stuck in a hotel room for two days with a fan is everything those guys have spent their lives trying to avoid. If this were real life it, it'd be very much this you know I'm older than your mum
1: <laughs> you <know, it's...
2: laughs> fans of the show used to give her a lot of stick because the character's useless right because she's just constantly going I don't feel anything Captain or I don't know what that is but then you realise it's not that the character's useless it's just that she's never given anything to do and she yeah she complained about that and she found a way of getting around it because what she said was she she figured it out she went hang on a minute because the costume I wear is different to everyone else on the ship and it's revealing what they're doing is I'm just being cast to do things like climb up a ladder climb down the ladder you know like it's it's that moment where she realized that the camera was not being placed at eye line and so she just after season 5 just went give me a normal uniform like the others she did that and within about three episodes suddenly she's in command of the ship and that's fucking really good on it. interesting
1: actually yeah, that, yeah. And, and obviously the character came on leaps and bounds because of it that's, that's really right, interesting a little behind fun. the scenes actually there. really
0: interesting yeah, was good. let's move on to your third TV show which is the <laughs> to TV be fair, sh-
2: to be fair the phrase that's really interesting let's move on is exactly what was needed to be heard thank you <laughs> 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 I apologise anyone that's... listening is like what a boring cunt no, <laughs> no no
0: no people love this that shit insight, they love it yeah. they really do they want more of it Third okay cool TV well on show. Star
2: Trek Deep Space Nine right? <laughs> and to that's Kieran enough of that yeah
0: <laughs> that's really interesting let's move on <laughs> Moving on yes. to your third <laughs> choice, which is the TV show uh, that gets you sweating. Ah, Dexter. Oh, oh. I've yeah. only seen the first two episodes yeah. of Dexter, and then mm. couldn't progress because uh, my life was just too busy at the time, <laughs> okay. and I couldn't do all the series. But actually, I yeah. love those first two episodes. Thing is, I I remember almost nothing um about
2: the show. I remember how he had a close relationship with his adopted family, and it was things like I didn't kill that person because Hank wouldn't like it, or, or whatever. Like. He, you know like Dexter being positioned as a kind of loyal psychopath i i understood it i just it made me tense every time i saw it and it was it like it wasn't because oh he's going to go and kill somebody or you know like i i didn't like i never like when you get a show like that and of course who's the enemy well it's them but more you know it's like oh well this is our psychopath and and over there that's that's a bad psychopath yeah, Dexter just um, Dexter just stressed me out. I was I was just watching it, going like, because you know he's always got the internal monologue. I'm like, am I a psychopath? I don't know. There's something about this where I'm just like, what? I don't I, I don't know. It just like it just made me fucking panic every time I saw it. I thought a psychopath was like a slobbering person, you know, like it, you know it's, a, it's that idea of like, and now I'm compulsively killing, and then you find out it's like no, it's just this sort of horrible shark man. This is someone who's on the spectrum who's having to learn about you know how other humans act and all of this so yeah and, and in order to replicate that and i I don't know i always found that stressful when i was a kid you know because i was the boy showing up going oh hello everybody so anyway on on star trek the next generation and you know and kind of getting this well do you fuck off you damn can't <laughs> you know
1: So <laughs> <laughs> uh, mean t- i mean
2: <laughs> yeah but i mean that that doesn't that's not exactly why i found dexter stressful i just couldn't do it like, for whatever reason, I just, there's something about it that just makes me go, nah, fuck this. It just ran for seasons
1: it. and seasons and seasons, didn't it? And I, yeah, what yeah, I yeah. know is that it had a famously disappointing ending. So without giving too much away, can you remember yeah. being disappointed by it?
2: Uh, look, I got no idea. All I know is that it became one of the shows that the way you can tell I've tapped out of a show is my wife keeps watching it and I don't. Okay. and like i'm still in the room but like i could not tell you you know i just i just tuned out it, it just became this kind of i don't know i don't like him I, I don't know it was just it was just one of those things where I, just nothing just nothing for me
0: let's Yay. move on to your last show which is your free hit it's the tv show you couldn't live without
2: Oh, God, here we go. It's physically painful. I would take the original version of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, I, uh, okay. oh yeah. That show is everything that I like uh, in anything. It's a bit shit, it's a bit clever, it's a bit stylish. And then eventually you realize it's mostly shit. I've never heard yeah. of
1: that. No, I'm just looking it up now. Again, could you just briefly explain for anyone that hasn't seen is it Neon <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get Star Trek right? So this should be a tricky for me. Neon Genesis, what was the third word? Evangelion. Evangelion, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Look, it's a um okay. It's a Japanese cartoon, and it's the first one that I watched when I I learned what anime was. I used to call it anime. Neon Genesis Evangelion is a lovely story about the an astronomy strange son coming back to hang out with his abusive father who um, just happens to be running a thing called the human instrumentality project that make giant robots that fight angels <laughs> of course it is of course it is <laughs> and it is it is shit <laughs> like it's, it's got it's got so much okay there's so much going on but also so little the show the show's this high concept weird mishmash thing that just gradually you're sitting there going like you can't even go wow this is a metaphor for the creator's depression because it is literally just a depressed kid hanging out in this horrible situation but then It does that thing that I fucking love seeing art do, which is it degrades in real time. So it's like, you're watching it and it's fun. And then you're watching it and it's the same as last week. And that's bad now. It's getting a bit repetitive. (laughs) And then you're watching it and you're like, why is the musical score now just one piano note being repeated over and over again? Why are they in this elevator where, oh, they're out of money. Oh, they're out of money. Oh, it's so good. It's because like the elevator shop, is just like a mouth off camera and somebody looking off camera and they're just and it just goes on and goes on and goes on and then the world fucking ends but they don't have the budget they don't have the budget to make it good so it's just like the design sketches and it's great <laughs> you know it ran for one season only it was
1: 1995 to 1996 i've just seen yep. it's also got a hundred percent score on rotten tomatoes is it something oh, that course. you feel is zero percent <laughs> and also hundred percent do you, you do clearly <laughs> sorry oh i've 100... never seen anything no. with
0: 100 percent in my lifetime
1: on, <laughs> you, you do clearly rotten... love it and hate it so maybe that's on, fair well
2: i have no fucking idea why it would have 100 percent of rotten tomatoes like because i mean the best that you could do is go what a fantastic idea <laughs> and then if you genuinely look if your idea of fun is to go to the ski jumping And then the guy who takes a magnificent launch off it, right, suddenly bursts into flames and then lands headfirst on the Pope and both of them die. That's Neon Genesis Evangelion. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Why? You know, (laughs) I've got something here. It's
1: both. uh, This is a review. It's both a cultural touchstone for Japan and an uncompromising auteurist vision by creator Hideki Anno. Oh, suck a fat wank. (laughs) Doubles as an enthralling apex for the Mecca anime genre and as a harrowing exploration of depression making
2: for a wholly singular epic about angels and inner demon fuck off no <laughs> absolute crap also the fact he's got angels and inner demons yeah look uh, somebody yeah. somebody pointed out right I, I i there was a meme that did this about neon genesis the evangelion it was like neon genesis evangelion is the show that you think is deep because you found it when you were 15 and then when you mm-hmm. watch it it's stuff like this one when one of the angels explodes right the explosions in the shape of a crucifix. Ooh. You get it. It's spooky, in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, la- but, this, but this is the thing as well. I mean, it's like you guys haven't even seen it, and you're, you know, we can hate still it. talk about it.
0: <laughs> I really Good. want to see it. Now. I hate it
2: now already. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You should hate it and want to see it.
0: Yes. Your last bonus option is your unlimited snack or food supply. Now, this is the only thing you can eat for the entire weekend, and you've got to eat it on repeat.
2: All right. Well, I've been, um, I've been on tour in the UK. A huge amount of times uh, peanut M&M's was taken, uh, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I know exactly what it is I eat in hotel rooms. Uh, so I want to have a local pizza from okay. a local pizza place. Uh, I want it to have a uh, chicken and I wanted to have a barbecue base and I want it to be absolutely fucking massive, preferably with stuffed crust. And I will have a bunch of those. I'm one of those guys who... I eat half the pizza, I wake up in the night eight times and I finish the rest of it as it's increasingly cold and congealed and solid and I don't get sick of it. It's great. I wake up in the morning whenever I haven't had like stuffed crust, I wake up and I find the crust just lying there because my unconscious brain goes, end of the pizza, you know, unless there's dipping sauce, in which case, of course, get that nourishing, nourishing burnt bread in you. Just the best, just the best. Is that something?
1: Is it something you look forward to every night when you're on stage and you're coming towards you know the bow or the end and you think, I cannot wait for that dirty, disgusting pizza tonight.
2: I've definitely had that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. You just um, that's something that like we don't really have so much in Australia. Like you can't ring like a a local small business and then have them bring you this tremendous thing. You you ring Domino's. You know, for me, I was in Brighton and it had dips with it, and I was like, you you put the pizza in the dip what are you to what you know, uh, um, I, t- I tell you what, Jesus Christ, my arteries suffered that year, but I had a great fucking time.
0: <laughs> what is it about the local pizzas? Is it the stodge? Is it the mess? Is it the just the dripping grease that comes off it? Is that what you love?
2: Ah, uh, well, it, they tend to be better. You know, really? they they just tend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tend to be really good, and you get it. You can get a huge variety of things.
0: What are you putting in your stuffed crust here? Is it is it, is it is it cheese? Is it hot dog? Is it the <laughs> cheese? Do that you can get the hot dog. It's
2: imp- it. oh no, I know. I I love. i I've, I've seen that. I, I went to Pizza Hut and had that one time. I that was great just Looks for the so dry Oh, it's the worst, man. Like, but um yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you want to get um you want to get stuffed crust uh cheese and then you want to make certain that you eat that while it's hot because otherwise if you leave that out at night, you are now arriving at what is essentially congealed pus. You feel you feel like okay, you feel like you were going tongue first into a beehive. Um, you know.
0: I remember I went to Pizza Hut once and I had a stuffed crust that was 12 burgers around the edge. That's too much. 12 mini- <laughs> <laughs> burgers, so every slice much. had like two mini burgers. It was exceptional.
2: Amazing. You know, it was definitely awesome. diabetes type
1: 2, but Absolutely. it was an awesome day. Are you going to share with Councillor Deanna Troy?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, she'll, we'll get her some chocolate ice cream. She loves that. That's uh... <laughs> How sweet. Also, ca- also to be fair, Councillor Deanna Troy comes from the 24th century where they've got a replicator uh, where you can just have any item of food that you want that you can program in. So um, chances are, she, if she'd be so good as to bring that, we might have to uh, ah. fuck off the local pizza place. As it turns out, I was entirely into support. Our local businesses, but you see, she's from a place where they don't have a conception of money. So you got, you got to you got to do that. I'm being culturally respectful.
0: So. It's actually a very clever choice, actually, because he's found it the is. loophole yeah. in the system. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And you are going to Preston with the TV choice that makes you think of your childhood, which is Star Trek: The Next Generation. You're taking the TV show that gets you laughing, which is Deadwood. You are taking with you Counselor Diana Troy as your TV personality guest. The TV show that gets you sweating is Dexter and forgive me if I get this fucking wrong your free hit is Neon Genesis yeah. Evangelion. Evangelion and you know what
2: if we watch all the, if we were to watch all of those things thank fuck I'd have a counsellor with me <laughs> need to. especially after neon as you're
0: tucking into a local pizza with chicken yep. a barbecue based stuff, crust with cheese there you go sound like a good weekend
2: fucking tipped up wonderful thank well, you it,
0: thank you so much I'm exhausted much especially after Neon Genesis <laughs> <laughs> well we, we feel like we know all about you we know about your wedding (laughs) we know what goes in your brain it's fucking brilliant thank you so much for joining us beautiful men thank you my loves thank you thank you And there we go. And that was Mr. John Robertson. I'm knackered and we barely spoke. It was chaos. It was carnage. What a nice guy, though. Oh, it was fantastic, wasn't it? His childhood option was Star Trek The Next Generation. Really sci-fi. We've spoken about it before, so we know a little bit about it. Uh, But he had some very strange views on it. Yeah, I couldn't even
1: pronounce it. He actually had some interesting insight into the behind the scenes of Star Trek, to be fair, which was quite interesting, considering we haven't seen it.
0: His laughing choice was Deadwood. Never heard of it, but sounds an absolute scream, especially with that Shakespeare language. Yeah, that
1: sounds really interesting and especially if it's on picked up by HBO and stuff, we probably can watch it and anything with Ian McShane and gangster behaviour is going to be great. Which
0: one's Ian McShane? This is him. Oh, I yeah, I do know him now. Yeah, it's one of those ones famous. where I don't quite know the words but I, I know to look at him. Yeah, he's very famous. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, excellent.
1: Yeah. Excellent in everything he does actually.
0: He's taking Councillor Deanna Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation with him, who he certainly had the hots for when he was a kid and very useful in Preston as well with all those gadgets. His sweating choice was Dexter As I said, I'd only seen the first two episodes and it was so much a commitment I couldn't watch it. But I remember people at the time absolutely loving it.
1: And he chose it really, not because it was a show that he loved that got intense. It it was more tense because he didn't like the show and he found it a bit anxiety inducing to watch it because he didn't quite understand the love for it. So a bit of an interesting twist on it. A little bit
0: like his free hit as well, which was Neon Genesis Evangelican. Gellion, Gellion, Gellion. But you're better at this than me. I couldn't pronounce it at all. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, he also watched that because he absolutely hated it. And I mean, it did sound off the scale crazy, didn't it? Did it did sound a bit mental, yeah. It, it really did. His unlimited snack and food supply is a local large pizza with chicken, a barbecue base and a stuffed crust full of cheese. To me, sounds lovely apart from the barbecue, but it's certainly something I'd have in my back pocket.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't fit it in your back pocket. No, not large. A large one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I really like that. Shopping local as well, and it makes sense because he's on tour a lot, eating in hotels. You know, getting it every night. The pizza in. I was very jealous of his flowing locks. His blonde hair. Yeah, it's I, awesome. I assume it's bleached blonde hair. I think his roots are dark. Oh, is it? Well, I don't want to slag him off, but I think. Oh. I think.
0: Oh, well, I'm gonna have a little nap after that. See si- Siesta. Who's that? <laughs> Leave it there. <laughs>